that's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, 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 yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully a historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith. LaDonna Reynolds will be here, the owner of Good Times on the Avenue. Aaron Rustan, owner of Essence by Noble. Kwanjalin Antwi, the teacher at the Detroit School of Arts. Kim Hildebrandt Hall, teaching visual arts to high school students at the DSA. It's all about Opportunity Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit, we have the opportunity to meet LaDonna Reynolds, the owner of Good Times on the Avenue. LaDonna, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you. You have been, I'm told, in the beauty business for over 25 years, making beautiful faces and providing A1 customer service. But another opportunity arose in Detroit. Tell us what that is and what that was and what you're doing now with that opportunity. Well, the opportunity was to buy a restaurant that was in trouble that already existed on Livernois. I went in there and gutted it out and made it mine. Have you ever done that before? I've never been in a restaurant business, no, but I visit a lot of them um, as far as Cutting the place out and doing it how I wanted to do. I did that with my beauty salon. I've done that with a lot of rental property that I have in the city. I figured I'd give it a go. I saw an opportunity there. I I saw what was happening to Livernois right there in Detroit, and I wanted to be a part of the revitalization. Well, uh, good for you. Uh, And and you you said to yourself, uh, well, uh, I like going out to dinner. My husband and I love dining out and having a good time, listening to good yeah. music. So you said, okay, I know what I I know what I need to know to build this place, to rebuild this place that was in trouble. You did it with your beauty business. Now you've done it in the restaurant business. But I think by now you've found that they are two completely different businesses in some respects and very similar in others. Absolutely. Definitely two different businesses. As far as uh, customer service, I think that's pretty much the same all across the board. So that part was easy for me. The restaurant business is a little bit more challenging. It, uh, you know, people are needy, and you have to be there to service them. And then at this time, right, that we're going through right now, it's, it's very, very difficult. But I'm making it. Yeah. Did you? Uh, when did you uh, open doors? I opened August 2019. All right. So I haven't so been open since that. Say that again. I said, so I haven't been open two years yet. No, and then you got hit with this pandemic. So and that's that's that wasn't easy for people who'd been in the business for years, let alone just opening up and uh, helping people discover you. Did you do a lot of takeout business? Prior to COVID, no. I didn't do a lot of takeout business. I didn't do online. I didn't do uh, DoorDash and the different platforms that they have for carryout. I didn't do any of those things. I was a full-service sit-down restaurant and bar. So when that happened, you know, I had to make a lot of changes. 
And here you are. You've lived to talk about it. Give us a, a tour of the restaurant, Good Times on the Avenue, there on Livernois. Give us a tour. When you walk in, we have two private booths that hold the seat, eight people. We have a bar that sits about eight people, and then we have a dining area. Due to COVID, I had to um, start having outdoor dining. So what I did was I uh, put another entrance and exit in my building to lead out to a tent that's about 15, 15 feet high, 60 feet long to add on more capacity. And then I also have an upstairs with a bar and seating and a rooftop patio that overlooks Livernois. All right. Tell me a little bit about the kind of food. I'm, I'm, I'm given the impression that you're talking about well, you're there in the heart of the uh, Detroit Sherwood uh, Forest District you're you're kind of um you got a homemade style with uh, comfort dishes if you will and uh, I understand a great cocktail selection but but walk me through uh, some of the food that have become kind of like your signature dishes if you would Ladonna We have a signature dish lobster and shrimp macaroni and cheese Delicious. It comes in a little round skillet, a um, cast iron skillet, real cheesy, bubbly, browned on top. Delicious. That's a number one seller. We have lamb chops with garlic mashed potatoes and asparagus. That's a huge seller. And we even have peach cobbler egg rolls. Ooh. Wait, wait. Mm. What? Peach cobbler, peach cobbler egg, egg rolls? Egg rolls? Yes. They are phenomenal with banana pudding ice cream. Oh, man, you're killing me. Oh, well, that really sounds good. I've never heard that, never heard the combination. Uh, uh, so i uh, never heard of the peach cobbler egg rolls either. But the Creole shrimp and cheese grits, the shrimp cake Benedict, Good Times chicken and waffles. Oh, the chicken uh, and waffles. People come here and eat that all day. And the shrimp and grits as well. I don't know how I forgot that one. That's one of my favorites. Right. And uh, and uh, the grouper po' boy. The grouper po' boy. A lot of people love po' boys, especially the guys. That's a big hit with with the guys. Well, it's a, a good grouper po' boy and a beer. Uh, and and I suppose that uh, there's uh, also uh, people who love to come in and get the impossible burger. And it's good to know that you have that. That you're you're looking at the vegan people that, and saying, hey, we have it all for everybody. Yes. When when the governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer will come in. She will get the Impossible Burger. Really? That's interesting. I'm going to make note of that next time I talk to her. So she eats the Impossible Burger, but then she got a regular cheeseburger to go to take home and eat in the car? I didn't say that. (laughs) I'm just just giving you a little gas on that. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Is she coming in there a lot now? No, she's not. I haven't uh, seen her okay. since we opened back up, since All right. we opened everything back up. Next time I talk to her, when I have her on the show, I'll say, hey, they miss you at Good Times on the Avenue, and they've got an Impossible Burger already for you. Yeah, you can, you can let her know that. I'll do that. Uh, was she a good tipper? Of course. Okay, good. I'm just checking. I mean, I'm asking the questions while I can. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right. You made it through the pandemic. You you have a, what sounds like great food, a full-service bar and restaurant. What about, uh, do you have any event space or anything that, uh, that people could use for special occasions? 
Yes, I do have event space. The upstairs, as I stated, we have a full bar upstairs and even a patio, a rooftop patio. So part part of the uh, patio is enclosed, so like a Four Seasons patio, and there's another portion where it's exposed. So people do, you- do come and they rent it out. They have events, baby showers, bridal showers, bachelor parties, uh, meetings. So when you say exposed, do you mean exposed brick or exposed like outside you can see outside real well? Outside. You're on the rooftop. You, there's nothing there, just the sky. I see. I got you. Uh, that's good. And we're getting closer and closer to the weather where that's going to that's gonna be a very popular place, uh, that's for sure. Uh, good, oh, yeah. times, uh, good times on the Ave. Um, let me see. Good times on the Ave. Just as it says, goodtimesontheav.com is a way to uh, tune in, if you will, and get more information uh, on the uh, uh, Detroit Sherwood Forest District or the Avenue of Fashion, Livernois, however you want to call it. And uh, been there about two years. You made it through the pandemic. You're open for business. Um, If it's a premium spirits you want, ice cold beer, and I underscore ice cold beer that's the only way i like beer is ice cold and uh and the house cocktails based on the classics too which is kind of fun too because not a lot of places are doing that but you are what else do we need to know about good times on the ave we have gift cards we do birthday parties we cater and we, we our doors are open please stop by yeah you can get some of that creole shrimp the cheese grits uh, shrimp cake. And the lobster Benedict. shrimp and grilled cheese. I forgot that one. What is it? The lobster and shrimp grilled cheese sandwich. Come on. I'm writing it yes. down. That's how much I like the sounds of that. A mm-hmm. lobster and shrimp grilled cheese. Oh, man. On the- Texas toast. Oh, man. I, you know, I know it's all about uh, comfort food, but man, that's, that's over the top comfort food. Lobster mm-hmm. and shrimp grilled cheese sandwich on Texas toast. Yes, sir. Man, oh, man. Uh, well, that sounds spectacular. Uh, congratulations to you, LaDonna. Um, uh, how many people can you seat in there? We have 50% capacity now, about 75 people. Wow, that's good. It is. And, and so you don't really need uh, a reservation, or would you recommend it, or what? No, you don't need a reservation. Just come on in. And what are, what are your hours? Tuesday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And Sunday, 12 to 6. And we have brunch on Friday and I mean, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, you have a special brunch offerings. Yes, we do. All right. Well, that's where you get that shrimp cake Benedict. Shrimp cake Benedict which I mentioned earlier, along with the uh, Good Times Chicken and Waffle, the Grouper Po' Boy, the Impossible Burger, Market Fresh Sides and Salads. You got it all going on there at Good Times on the Avenue. Congratulations. Anything we missed that you want to make sure we know about? No. We talked we, we talk, talk about it all. Tuesday through Friday, 3 to 10. Saturday, 3 to 11. Sunday, noon to 6. Uh, brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Excellent. Can't wait to try it out, LaDonna. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can't wait to see you. I'm looking forward to being there. At Good Times on the Ave, LaDonna Reynolds, the owner, 
And uh, excited, I'm telling you, the comfort dishes and great cocktail selection. Uh, it's no wonder that Good Times devoted patrons return again and again and again to enjoy that signature Creole shrimp, cheese grits, shrimp cake, Benedict, Good Times chicken and waffle, the grouper po' boy, Impossible Burger. I am hungry. Uh, and I really am going to try the lobster and shrimp grilled cheese on Texas toast. Uh, that's going to do it for me right now. LaDonna Reynolds, thank you so much. I've gained a little weight, but it's all been worth it. From Good Times on the Ave here as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. On Opportunity Detroit, we find ourselves with Aaron Rustand. Aaron is the owner of Essence by Noble. Welcome to the program, Aaron. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. Tell me how it's going for Essence by Noble. Tell us about what you're all about. Uh, so Essence by Noble is a Detroit-based ba- uh, bath and beauty company. But also it's our idea that people can create something and enjoy something that in the end will not make a lasting harmful impact on the planet as well. The idea then specializing in handmade soaps and other natural personal care products with that focus on sustainability. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We carry uh, products that are all biodegradable, 100% biodegradable, and uh, we use uh, plastic-free containers on our lip balms and deodorants as well. So what you're saying is they're all biodegradable, meaning the products and the packaging, everything is all biodegradable. Yep, absolutely. Everything is biodegradable. Aaron, tell us about your background. How did you come to uh, Essence by Noble? Uh, so, like, I was raised in Minneapolis, and uh, that's where Jay and I met. And uh, so Minneapolis is where we started the company. But this is where she first lived when she moved from the U.K. So, um, and with her family still living here, Detroit was always on our minds. Um, naturally, with us moving here, uh, we uh, had to pack up our small business and take it with us. So, like, Minneapolis is part of our story, but now we're really excited that Detroit is part of our story, too. Well, that's a big deal here on Opportunity Detroit, obviously. People finding the opportunity in whatever it is they're doing and and realizing Detroit is a wonderful place to uh, start and run a business. And we're hoping that is certainly the case for Essence by Noble. Now, do you make all of your products in and if so, or even if not, where are your products made? Uh, yeah, so we make all of our bath and beauty products. Uh, we do carry other products that are uh, industry adjacent, sort of like soap dishes and shaving items and stuff. But all of the Essence by Noble products are handmade by us here in Detroit. Ah, Detroit. So that's uh, certainly good news. We love that. And what would you say makes your products different from, in this case, other soap companies? Uh, well, from other soap companies, um, I'd say we don't use any animal fats or animal milk. That makes us uh, diff- uh, sets us apart from some. But I think uh, the bigger thing that sets us apart, even from a lot of plant-based companies, is that we are 100% palm oil-free, palm-free, and all of our products are sold in biodegradable packaging. I would figure that that would play a big role, 100% biodegradable. But tell me, educate me and our our WJR Opportunity Detroit listeners about the reason why you proudly say that you aren't using palm oil. Uh, so palm oil is, uh, I mean, palm oil itself, the product is is all right, but the industry behind it is a big factor in the leading, um, one of the leading factors in deforestation and loss of habitat for orangutans and other endangered species. 
So uh, it's really a big part of our um, product and a really big part of our business to not be contributing to that. And to well, give people it, it an option, that obviously. To, oh, I'm sorry? Oh, and to obviously give people an option, um, a palm-free option. A palm-free option. Well, Essence by Noble seems to have a very, very large conscience. And uh, and it's interesting. Uh, what what got you going with soaps uh, as opposed to any other number of things that you could have been uh, very conscientious about and biodegradable and all of that? How, I mean, how soaps? Well, I mean, like about 10 years ago, it was just out of random curiosity. They took a community course in soap making. And I was doing it as a hobby for a long time. Um, and then I met my partner, Jay, and I taught her how to make soap. And we uh, did that in, like, 2016. Um, and she, like, really um, put the inspiration for sustainability into the project and everything. And we ended up running out of, like, making so much soap together that we ran out of, like, friends and family to gift it to. So we had to start a business to start selling it. <laughs> so initially... If you were related to Aaron Rustand, you expected a fine handmade soap for your birthday or Christmas presents or whatever other holidays you were giving gifts for. That's fascinating. Other than soap, are there any products that you think we should know about? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, people really seem to love our deodorants and our lip balms. Um, they're both made in the biodegradable tubes. And our lip balm is uh, made with only three ingredients, so it's super simple. And... Uh, the tubes are safe for home, com home composting, so... Well, you're killing me. What are the three ingredients in your lip balm? Uh, the three ingredients are just coconut oil, candle wax, and grapeseed oil. I didn't get the second one. Coconut oil, grapeseed oil, oh, and... And uh, candle wax. Oh, all right. A little bit of wax in there. Very good. Do you have a favorite product that you make? Or I'll make it even simpler, maybe. Uh, a favorite fragrant soap? Uh, sure, Yeah. Um, I really like our um, eucalyptus and blood orange soap. It has a little base of lavender, and it comes with activated charcoal on it. And it's, uh, I think it looks really cool. The activated charcoal is great for your skin, and um, I think the scent profile is, is amazing and unique. The scent profile. All right, interesting. Do you do special soaps, like now, around the holidays? Um, we do occasionally have, like, um, products or soaps that we like to do during the holidays or soaps that do better during the holidays. Um, one right now we have, it smells like um, people contributed to, like, uh, like a licorice or an anise cookie. And people love um, the muscle memory, I guess, you know, it just reminds people of cooking anise cookies um, with their grandma during the Christmas time. Yeah, that uh, that gave me a good shot of feeling for the holidays, uh, that anise or, and or licorice, uh, always very nice. This is a, a sidebar. One of the ice cream companies, and I don't know if it was Baskin Robbins, I don't know who it was, but years ago, they had a black licorice ice cream, and it was so good, and I've never seen it again. That's just as a thought that came to my mind when you mentioned licorice. Uh, but anyway, uh, that really had nothing to do with what we're talking about, except that that's the way my mind works when I, I think about things like this. What's the growth uh, uh, projection for Essence by Noble? What comes next for you? Uh, so I think ahead, we're looking forward to a busy season next year and possibility of opening a permanent storefront of our own in Detroit. 
um, immediately, though, I think it's time to get into the studio and just start jamming out on products so we're ready for the uh, 2022 season. And I can understand, you know, when some people are saying, why do you want to spend money on bricks and mortar if you're doing just fine online? Which, by the way, don't let me forget to ask uh, where people reach out to you other than, of course, uh, at the downtown Detroit shops right now for the holidays. But uh, you do really have a product that people want to come in, see, feel, and smell. So I, I understand the, the urgency for a storefront. In, in I'm presuming it'll be in downtown Detroit. Uh, yes, we're looking in Detroit. And uh, I think, like, yes, absolutely um, touching and smelling soap is very important when you're purchasing a product like that. Yeah, it would. I think that would go a long way in helping people make their decision. It's that kind of uh, connection that you want to make. So uh, online, in the meantime, unless they come down and see you at the D- downtown Detroit shops, uh, what's the online connection? Sure. So we can be found on uh, social medias at Essence by Noble and online at EssenceByNoble.com. Um, and then we uh, do try to stay busy with uh, markets and events. So um, outside of the um, downtown Detroit shops there, uh, hopefully we'll be, you'll be able to find us in person too. All right. Uh, downtown Detroit shops are first stop. But if you're not going to be able to get down, down there, oh. hopefully you will because there's so many great Uh, experiences and opportunities you won't find anywhere else uh, other than at the downtown Detroit shops right now. But EssenceByNoble.com. EssenceByNoble.com. And um, I suspect you have gift packs and other things uh, all set for the holidays uh, in front of us. Oh, we have plenty of gifts for anyone that, that wants them, absolutely. Very good. Aaron Rustan, owner of Essence by Noble. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Yeah, thanks a lot as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Next up, we say hello to McQuangelin Antwi. And uh, McQuangelin is a teacher at the Detroit School of Arts. And it's a pleasure to meet you and to welcome you to Opportunity Detroit. Hi. Hi, thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. How did you go about getting your Master of Fine Arts degree at the University of Dundee, which got a lot of people excited in Dundee, Michigan, within the sound of my voice, but not Dundee, Scotland, where they are only listening online if they're listening at all. How'd that happen? Uh, Well, I was getting ready to apply to my graduate program, and I was attending Grambling State University. And I had applied to about five or six universities in the United States and didn't get in. And so my mentor, which was my professor at the time, was like, why don't you apply abroad? I said, who does that? I don't do that. <laughs> and he was like, no, like, really do that. And then he showed me his stack of rejection letters, and it just changed my whole perspective. And I applied, I got in, and I didn't turn back. So that has been my my catalyst to driving. I mean, well, not driving, but traveling, and then also to just spreading the word to my students like, hey, you can go abroad. You can always come back home, you know, if you're scared, but don't limit yourself to just right where you're at. Isn't that a, a, that's a wonderful life lesson and story for us all. And what, how lucky you were to have a teacher that was so bright that understood that and shared that and changed your life. Yes. So here we have McQuangelin Entry. 
gets her Master of Fine Arts degree at the University of Dundee in Scotland. Now you've been teaching graphic design, animation, and painting to Detroit School of Art students for two years. How did that come about? So um, that was a, a longer journey. Uh, when I came back from Scotland, we were 2009, so the economy was down. Nobody was really hiring unless you had experience in the field. And going through, straight through education, I had no experience in the field. So my grandma was like, Chrysler's hiring. I was like, oh, once again, who does that? But I guess I will be working at Chrysler. So that's how my journey started. I started at Chrysler on the assembly line, and I was working there for seven years. And I got injured in the process, had to have, had to have carpal tunnel surgery. And so while I was down, my boyfriend told me, he said, you always teaching somebody something, trying to help somebody. Become a substitute teacher. And I was like, no, I don't want to teach nobody's kids. I'm okay. Thank you. I'll just sit here at the house. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 like really try it. So I did it. Um, in my hometown for a year, and I just fell in love with it. And then I had um, a good friend from church was working at Central High School, and she was like, uh, they're looking for an art teacher. Do you think you want to do it? I said, well, I don't have no credentials. I can't do that. And she's like, yeah, but I told the principal you'll call him tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm um, working at Central, too. So that was a great interview, and within three days, I was – in my program to become a certified teacher as well as permanently teaching at Central High School. I did that two years, and then I transitioned over to where I'm at now at DSA with my wonderful coworker, Mrs. Kim Hildebrandt Hall, which I love dearly. She's like a little sister to me, and we're tag-teaming together with the art department to flourish and to continue to encourage our students. I'm just going to say, I mean, we've known each other now for four minutes and eight seconds. Not that I'm <laughs> keeping track, but I am. And I am going to say you have been surrounded, very fortunately, by a lot of nurturing, good, helpful people to get you where you are now. Yes, I've, I've been very blessed. I count my blessings, and I'm very grateful. Yes. So there you are now at Detroit School of Arts, where the graduation rate averages 98% annually, which is a very big deal. All graduating yeah. seniors receive financial awards for college, which is a very big deal. Mm -hmm. And all of these uh, Detroit School of Arts, or as we say, DSAs, performing groups, travel around the world to perform. And uh, tell me about some of the cities and some of the places. So with me being so new, I don't know everywhere that we've been, but I know they've been to um, Toronto, London. Um, they've been to New York, Chicago, New Orleans, Atlanta, Miami, California. Um, there's probably some other places they've been, but like I said, I'm new, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, been, listen, you yeah. don't need you don't need, <laughs> that pretty that covers it pretty well. Even if they haven't been anywhere else, they've been they've been around the world and done a heck of a job. And in fact, as I understand it, have been first place state winners in premier dance competitions and festivals. Uh, lots of awards, lots of success, lots yes. of good good vibes here. 
Yes, we do. Um, we try to encourage our students and let them know that they weren't the first people to make this path so that the path is there. They can jump on board and, you know, change it how they like, but it's nothing brand new to them because we have people that are very successful that have come from Detroit School of Arts. And and though we've discussed this throughout this entire opportunity, Detroit, with uh, Liana uh, Medley starting us off and Tony Hooligan uh, uh, following up, and now you, uh, um and, and your friend that you already talked about, Kim Hildebrand Hall, coming up next. Uh, this is the whole group of people from the Detroit School of Arts and Leaders Amongst Leaders. How did you, uh, how did you get involved with Leaders Amongst Leaders? Um, so I was introduced to Tony Hooligan through Miss Beverly Morrison-Green, which is um, another teacher at DSA. She worked with the radio and television department, and we had like a creative arts day at our school, and he came in to do the, um, the workshop for our art students, our visual art students. And so through that, we formed a friendship, and then he wanted, because he is an alumni, wanted to create a window competition just for DSA students. So um, we all worked together that way. We worked with his company and with Bedrock. And so that's how we ended up where we are now with our finalists that are going to be judged for the last round of the competition. And they're on display at 1413 Woodward Avenue until the end of this month. Yes, sir. They are. And, uh, and then they will be moved to um, another location. Hamilton Tucker Art Gallery in Highland That's it. Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you can vote uh, via a QR code located on the window, in the window display. So you can be a part of it and you can complete and help these students complete the dream that they're actually living because of all the people we've talked to and and you. Uh, so yeah. it, that's got to make you feel pretty good. It does. It's nice to see um, sometimes as a teacher, you pour into students and you don't always see the immediate outcome of that. So sometimes these little projects and competitions, it's nice to see your students um, flourishing from the little bit that you get to you know, put into their life as they're growing. I couldn't help but feel a little guilty when you said that, thinking of all the teachers that poured so much into me, and they're still waiting for the return uh, (laughs) on their investment. A pleasure meeting you. Best of luck over there at the Detroit School of Arts, a very special place that we are learning about uh, throughout this entire program, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have a great one, okay? You do the same, McQuangelin Entry, here on Opportunity Detroit. And finally, on Opportunity Detroit, where we've learned an awful lot about one of Detroit's real gems, the Detroit School of Arts, or DSA, we finally have one of the teachers that's been referred to earlier And now we get to speak with Kim Hildebrandt Hall, teaching visual arts to high school students at the DSA. And we want to hear her story right now. Kim, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you for having me. 
It is our pleasure. Talk to me about your beginning there at DSA Mm -hmm. and what you've been doing, where you came from and and where you are now and where you're headed. Okay. Well, um, I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, I've been at DSA for, this is my third year. This is a hidden gem, I feel like. Our school is a Detroit public school. We are an application school like CAS and Renaissance. Um, But we do have a smaller, tighter-knit staff and um, population of students. And we're centered around um, visual arts and uh, performing arts, music, broadcast, TV, and radio. Um, I have um, 100-plus kids in, in the visual art and design department which I am so excited to be teaching with Miss Antry, who has been with us for two years now. My first year there, we were uh, rebuilding the program after a change in um, administration, and there had been a substitute art teacher in there for a few years. So uh, we were kind of restarting. So it's been a lot of learning for me and the kids. I'm originally from Wyandotte. I live here now, and I uh, graduated from Eastern Michigan University with a bachelor's in sculpture. So that's where I specialize. I have to tell you, you may be, in 52 years of broadcasting, you may be the first person I've ever known who graduated college with a degree in sculpture. I'm telling Believe you. Believe me, my parents were not stoked about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. They say, oh, uh, honey, that's that's great. We, we think it's great that you have a goal. Tell me, mm-hmm. what exactly are you going to do with that degree in sculpture when you get out of school? But maybe you already mm-hmm. knew. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I wanted to be an art teacher since I was three. So Since you were three? School- Yes. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so I was pretty clear about what I wanted to do, but I wanted to explore the medium a little bit further. So getting a a degree in sculpture instead of art ed or art education was a little bit um, concerning for my parents, but um, they were supportive. They are just very hard workers, and um, I think they just wanted to make sure that I was on the right track, going to make I'm some sure, money. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're a hard worker. You just have chosen what you loved, and you work hard at it, and you specialize uh, at the Detroit School of Arts. The, you specialize in drawing, sculpture, and ceramics. And, uh, and why not? I mean, you landed in the right place at a nationally renowned arts and academic high school that offers a strong college preparatory academic and arts curriculum pre-professional study in vocal music, mm-hmm. instrumental music, music technology. I'm, I'm mostly telling our, our listeners because you know all of that. Um, how did you get involved with Leaders Amongst Leaders? Well, I have been so lucky to have so much support between Miss Antry being my number one cheerleader and um, lots of alumni have been uh, reaching out to us. Um, so we have a very strong alumni um, relationship with our graduates. And um, Tony Hooligan is an alumni from the art department. 
who I didn't have the pleasure of teaching, but he reached out, contacted us about this opportunity for the kids to display their work in a public platform, um, which is really amazing, especially during COVID. So um, these guys get very excited about displaying their work because it's a new thing for them. We've been we've been talking about the contest, the competition, and Bedrock, and what mm-hmm. a great job they always do in our community. What kind of artwork did your students create? Um, our students are very, um, they think outside the box so well. They're just so innovative. And usually I would have expected to get all kinds of different mediums. But they've mostly been playing in the 2D world drawings and paintings um, just because of the restraints that we have from teaching from from home virtually. So mostly paintings, a lot of very interesting uh, takes on the um, concept of the black family, which was their theme. Um, but they're mostly they're mostly paintings and they're all very different from one another. So at the age of three, you knew you wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the way, a sculpture captured your attention. What sculpture mm-hmm. uh, captured your attention? Because you can educate the rest of us on this. What sculpture did you experience that made you say, that's what I want to do? That's what I want my degree in in college at Eastern Michigan University. Oh, that's a tough one. Take your time. <laughs> you can get back. You can get back with us on another show. Um, um, I, I know. I know. Actually, um, um, it's the palace at midnight. It's a. It's a. It's a sculpture at the MoMA, and it's by um, Gicavetti. Right. It's amazing. The, I don't know the, how to explain at it. At the Museum of Modern Art, we will find mm-hmm. your favorite sculpture that that influenced you. I'm impressed that you were even there at a young age to be influenced that way, or maybe you saw it in a magazine. Um, but that's, that's, yeah. pretty, uh, that's pretty exceptional. Yeah, I didn't see it until I was much older, but my art teacher, Miss Elwert, <laughs> I remember her so well, in elementary school had a very wide range of the art that she would show us for elementary school students. And I remember seeing a picture of it um, on the wall. You know, what we have learned today, an opportunity to try it, is A, something we already knew, how fabulous Bedrock is and the things that they underwrite and specialize in. B, did I say A first? I don't know if I did. A, and then B, uh, how <laughs> really incredible that the Detroit School of Arts is and the the whole uh, organization, Leaders Amongst Leaders. But here's another one, uh, Kim, if I could say, as we're with Kim Hildebrand Hall. Every one of you that I've talked with today very specifically remember teachers by name that influenced your lives. So a salute to all the great teachers, because there are so many more great teachers than not. We tend to hear about the ones that aren't. We don't hear enough about the ones that are great that influence great people like you guys. And every one of you referred back to teachers that did that. So I, I salute teachers. I, I salute the leaders Thank amongst you. leaders, Bedrock, uh, the Detroit uh, School of Art. 
um, School of Arts. I should put the S on there. And uh, congratulations to you, Kim Hildebrandt Hall, for making it very special for anybody who goes to this school. That would go for the whole team we've talked to today. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very much. And very nice meeting you. You too. And uh, application season has, is among us. So if anybody's listening and is interested in, in applying for DSA, you can go to uh, DetroitK12.org slash DSA and apply online. That's a good thing. No one's mentioned that yet, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you so much. Have a Kim lovely Hil- day. You too, Kim Hildebrandt Hall. And to all of our guests, we thank you. That's it. Talk to you in the mornings, Monday through Friday, from 530 till 9. Regards, Paul W. Smith.